Can you feel that? This is Insomnia on 102.7 FM. This is 102.7 FM. You're speaking with Sifu. Hi, Sifu. This is Irish Katie here. How are you? Oh, Irish Katie calling me at this time Uh, on Friday the 13th. Well, I've got some stories for you. What is it with you guys ringing me late at night and telling me stories? How can I say you're on my mind? (laughs) That's scary. That's scary. So, So what's been happening? So I went recently went for a ghost tour to Tuong Cemetery. Right. Yeah, there's a few really good um, tours available. There are a number of tour operators operating out there. Uh, there are. Um, and I have some proof, I believe, to be the Hatman. Yes. Well, actually, um, you're good enough to send me some photos of your, 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 of your capture during the week. And I've popped them onto the Insomnia Radio Facebook page. If any of the insomniacs out here listening late this evening want to head on over and actually see what we're talking about. Yeah, it was very... Um it was probably the the most open experience I've had with spirits and the hat man, even though I have previously spoken to you about my experience with him as a child. Oh, yes. Back in Limerick in Ireland. Yes, that's it. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty kind of uh, aware of him. So, do you reckon it was the same sort of entity as you saw with those other... Weren't there small little shadow beings that he was sort of shepherding around in an open um, farmer's field? Yes, it was. But he was just kind of standing there on his own. Um, And there was no threat, as I previously said. There was just... He was just standing there observing, looking. um, Yeah, but then there was all these little entities around him and... They were kind of in groups. Uh, yeah, so it was very interesting, but I didn't see the entities this time around. It was just the hat man himself. Oh, wow. So so tell the insomniacs what happened. So um, whilst waiting for the tour to start, I I started feeling really weird, like, um, like woozy in my head and uneasy on my feet. And there was one particular part of the graveyard that I, I just knew there was something there. Um, and I was very drawn to And I could see the shape of a man um, sitting on the, the headstone. And I tried to walk over to it, but I got literally stuck to the ground. I managed to lift one foot on to take a step, but I, I was frozen. And there was no way I was moving past that, that energy blockage. And wow. so... Once I decided that I was going to turn around and leave the that grave alone, um, I became unstuck. So I just went back to where I was waiting for the tour to start. And I picked some photos because I, I just felt that there was something there. And I took the photos. But I could feel some something beside me on my left-hand side. And I actually turned around at one stage and, and apologized for bumping into what I thought was another member of the group, but I was actually kind of uh, away from him. So there was nobody living beside me. And for a while, I, I did feel like I was 
um, being crowded and I was going to bump off someone or something and my energy just got depleted. Wow. So you reckon um, that whatever it was was possibly feeding off your energy? It could have been. Um, I, I do know there was a couple of people in that group where I found their energy a bit off. So that's why I kind of um, stayed towards the back of the group. Um, not saying there were bad people or anything. It was just, you know, sometimes your energies just don't connect. Um, but yeah, I do think that he took a little bit and left me um, feeling pretty exhausted. Well, Irish Katie, isn't it funny about the whole paralysis thing that you experienced? Because the hat man is um, as well known right around the world over quite a long period of of human history. And a, a lot of that history revolves around sleep paralysis and people encountering this this some um, ghostly, dark, um, formless figure as they're coming out of the dream state and in, and they're emerging into their waking environs. So they're kind of in this, 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 this sort of halfway between dream state and, and, and reality and, and sort of their dream state is bleeding into their reality and they don't know what's real and what's not real. And here's this, this creature or this entity that seems to be present and, and watching them. Yeah, now I, I have actually experienced sleep paralysis in the past. Thankfully, it doesn't happen all that often anymore. Uh, but I've never seen um, the shadow. But I have felt that, like, you know, the fear of not being able to move. And But one night I did wake up and I did see um, a shadow over me and, and it was trying to take something from me, but I wasn't paralyzed or anything. But then I just did a, a protection on myself and, and told him he wasn't welcome, whoever it was. But it was a dark, shadowy figure. It was trying to take something from you, Katie? I think so. Um, I do think so, yeah. Um, and I, I felt that for a little while now, that there was something trying to feed off me. So I don't know. It's interesting. No, well, we'll have to have a little bit more of a conversation about how you can protect yourself um, off air around that. Yeah. Well, mate, what else happened on, on the tour? Was there anything else happen or was just that this um, this hat man entity, it, did it, it, didn't, it didn't really approach you, did it? It sort of just stalked from a distance and it was silent and... Yeah, there was like only for the fact that I could feel a presence, I wouldn't have known he was there. Um, but it, uh, the symmetry that night, it was just a hive of activity. Um, it started as I was driving up the road uh, to go there before I parked. And I could see, I, well, what I thought was two people walking down the street, but when I blinked, it wasn't. Um, and then uh, I remember at one stage, I had to go back to my car just to grab a jacket. And as I was walking down, I could see this kind of row of spirits. And it was like they were being assigned to each of us to guide us through the night. Like they were ready to, it was like almost army-like, the, the way they were lined up and, and ready for duty. Oh, wow. Haven't heard that sort of thing before. No, I, as I said, I, I, there was a lot that happened. And normally, 
what happens when something drops in I do write stuff down so I started writing stuff down before the tour started and obviously a man in a hat came to my mind this was before I had experienced him Wow and being Irish are you fairly superstitious I mean it is Friday the 13th and it'd be a little bit irresponsible of us not to talk superstitions on Friday the 13th Absolutely love superstitions did you grow up with many back in Limerick and Ireland? I did. Um, oh, like, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, my God, it's Friday the 13th. Things are going to go bad. But back in the day, uh, it was not really considered um, a good thing to go out after dark on Friday the 13th in case, you know, you know things go bump in the night. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. But it's like um, May Eve, which is the 30th of April. Because um, May Eve is uh, Bellatine. It's um, the start of harvest. Um, and it's when, you know, you're praying for a good harvest, but you, you're kind of hoping that the fairy folk let you have a good harvest because it's it's on May Eve that they they roam about and do their business and conduct their meetings on hilltops and you know you kind of have to be very um, aware that they're around and there's lots of superstitions around May Eve as well Oh, okay. And like I, I, I did a bit of research myself on days that are considered more unlucky than Friday the 13th. And there were some April dates. And I think, yeah, that was it um, the 30th of April was one of those dates. So it's the eve of the month of May, you know, before the 1st of May. So yep. that's the night that the fairies kind of come out. All right. Because the, the veil between the living and the dead is similar to that of Halloween. Oh, I see. Yeah, so that used to be um, a, a massive pagan festival. You know, you'd light the bonfires. You'd have this um, ribbon dancing pole that, you know, young girls used to dance around. And you'd have flowers on your windowsills or farmers would push uh, branches of willow trees, I think it was. Um around the perimeter of their field so that the cows would stay, stay stay safe. Oh, okay. Wow. So they actually did a bit of their own sort of gridding, energetic yeah. gridding to protect their livestock. Oh, absolutely. And they used to put milk on the front doorstep of the house as an offering to the, the good people, as they're referred to, or the little people. And what's your favourite superstition, Irish, before I let you go? Um, I definitely think it's May Eve because it's they're, they're tricksters and apparently like if you hand a raw egg to somebody that means they're going to have bad luck so that's a bit of fun you know <laughs> so if you hand a raw egg to somebody they're going to have bad luck yeah if they take it off you they'll have bad luck so what do you, how do you get around that if you're going to give someone an egg uh, just kind of catch them in in mid conversation, so they don't really know what you're doing. You just say, "Oh, here we hold this for me," and they hold a raw egg. That's just horrible. That's really evil stuff that you're talking about there. <laughs> 
Yes, it is. Man, well, you get up to all the all the best things, and thank you very much um, for sharing that experience with um, the alleged hat man of Tawong Cemetery. And I guess um, it, it's really if people are into that sort of thing and want to have a similar experience, there are several tour operators um, that are bona fide and, and, and really good at what they do um, that are operating out of Tuong Cemetery and other um, major cemeteries in the Brisbane area. So you got to do yourself a favour and look them up and, and, and do them all. Oh, absolutely. I mean, walking through graveyards or cemeteries, it's one of my favourite pastimes. And especially when I'm at home, because uh, we've a bit of an older uh, heritage than Australia. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it must be absolutely magical walking through some of the, the old resting places in Ireland. Oh, absolutely. Well, mate, that's absolutely awesome. I love hearing from you. And thank you very much for reaching out and giving me a call late at night on this Friday the 13th. And have you had a, a, a fairly free day of, of bad luck? Um, so far, so good. The night is still young. Well, it is. So to make sure you're all tucked, in, tucked away at home, safe in bed. I might go back to Tuang and meet the Hatman again. Oh, well, you know, we never know. Maybe uh, something tells me that we're going to be hearing a lot more about that Hatman of Tuang Cemetery in weeks so. to come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good night, my lovely. Thank you so much for calling. No problem. And thank you for having me. <laughs>